0: To all who come to this happy place, Welcome. Welcome. Well, come in. Let's put on the show. Your cadaverous pallor. Aloha, (laughs) betrays an aura of foreboding. Hang on to them hats and glasses. And now, ladies and gentlemen, remain seated, please. (laughs) Permanecer sentados, por favor.
1: Hi, everybody, and welcome to Remain Seated, Please. You know, today's episode is sponsored by Star Tours. Where they offer convenient daily departures to the exotic mood of Endor. Come spend an afternoon or the entire day with the lovable Ewoks in their charming tribal villages. It's a fun-filled visit that you and your family will remember forever. So just ask for the Endor Express, available only from Star Tours. Non-stop flights leave every few minutes, so don't delay. Visit Endor today. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Oh, I love that.
1: If you can't tell, this is a Star Tours episode.
0: Let me assure you, our journey through Disneyland's newest adventure is designed to be a most enjoyable one, a pleasant change from my past experiences.
3: Man, I loved this ride so much as a kid. (laughs) (laughs)
4: <laughs> oh. <laughs> I liked
1: parts of it I uh, you know Oh what? I loved it I you thought know it
4: was great It was so much fun
1: I liked the cue You know what my favorite part was? Which? The floor with the little circles Yeah I
4: love that So Uh, delightfully 80s. mm -hmm. Yeah. It is. But I just, I loved it. I loved waiting in line. It was one of the more exciting lines to be in. Oh my gosh. Um, The people
1: mover. uh, I was always so bored in that line, actually. Well, (laughs)
4: just like when I think back, I'm sure when I was actually there, I was like, this is taking too dang long. But there's so much to see when you're in line. Yeah. There's, you know, there were... um, admiral akbar people up mm-hmm. there and yeah. then you would always i loved all of the announcements and one of my vividest mem- vividest
3: vividiest,
4: vividest memories <laughs> um is uh hearing that kachana kachana kachana
0: kachana
1: What's that? Kachana Kachana ik ashi ashi It was <laughs> one
4: of the it was the best. It was one of the you know how whenever someone goes over a PA yeah. and they're like attention, blah blah yeah. this guy would come on and he'd be like, Kachana Kachana <laughs> and <he'd> go <laughs> into Kachana, this
1: whole Kachana, thing. <laughs> and that was
4: my favorite. Well, my That's name is yeah. Robert. I'm David. I'm Inthea. Kachana Kachana. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and Susie's there too.
2: I'm Susie. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. So,
1: um, <laughs> Robert Delive. <laughs> what with uh, Star Wars coming, uh, making a big splash to the parks again this year, uh, we thought we would do a little history of Star Wars in the parks with uh, Star Tours.
4: How about we call it its appropriate name, which is Galaxy's Edge.
1: Yes, Star Wars Galaxy's Edge is coming this summer, 2019. So why don't we talk a little bit about the history of Star Tours, shall we? When talking about Star Tours, we first have to talk about the uh, ride system, the simulator ride. Mm -hmm. So in 1976, Discovery Bay was going to be a land that was going to be added to Disneyland. (gasps) Whoa. It never uh, saw the light of day, obviously. But at that point, there was a proposed simulator ride, but technology wasn't where it needed to be to make that possible. That was all the way back in 1976.
3: Man, the Imagineers were so on the cutting edge of
2: everything.
1: Oh, sure.
4: <laughs> you can dream it. You can do it.
1: Um. And then in the mid-80s, they decided to go back to that simulator idea, and they were going to do a simulator ride based on the film, The Black Hole.
4: Mm. Oh, was this before it came out? They were like, let's do this, and then it didn't do too well?
1: Well, they were going to do it, but um, it, it was, was going to be an interactive simulator where people could choose their own endings, Whoa, and wow. it was... It ended up not happening because it was going to be a huge budget for the ride, and the movie didn't do well. Uh, so, is this a
3: good movie? Has anybody seen it?
1: I've actually never seen it, but I've never seen it. <laughs> oh, we're
3: watching that tonight. Before but we that little bed.
4: robot's real cute. What? Oh, we're watching this
3: movie, <laughs> the black hole. All right, Part of me is like, but I could just watch "Batteries Not Included,"
4: <laughs> which is like probably completely different, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, They're but not, you
3: and the moment you said "little robot," that
4: was the. First yeah. thing that went into my head, and that's all I want to watch is those little <laughs> robots. So that's the only little robot I care about.
1: So around that time, uh Disney and George Lucas started a partnership, 1986, and the first project they worked on was Captain EO with Michael Jackson and director Francis Ford Coppola. You all remember Captain EO, right?
3: That's right. Yes. And originally, Lucas was going to direct Captain EO, right? Is that, but he wanted. Is that right? Or? I believe so.
4: Can we talk about how bizarre Captain EO is? Um, in that it's a it's such a cutting edge, technologically amazing movie for a theme park that was directed by Francis Ford Coppola, yeah. uh, starring Michael Jackson and Angelica Houston. <laughs> <laughs> And uh and it turned yeah, out if you wonderful. said any of these
3: things today, people would be like, This is not happening. Whatever you're saying right now is not happening. Or it's gonna Anderson. be like
4: absolutely horrible. And what would yeah. it be?
3: It would be like Quentin Tarantino directing Lady Gaga and like 100%. somebody else in yeah. the space fantasy. Like why? Yeah, yeah. And
4: like, oh uh, and like Anthony Hopkins. Yes. Is- is Angelica Houston's yes. character. And uh yeah, it just it's so bizarre. Um and then it's in three D and there's a oh whole breakdowns sequence. It's ridiculous <laughs> and I love it so much.
3: That's like the most blue skyed idea and somebody was <laughs> like, you know what? We're gonna do all of those things.
1: <laughs> well uh, we got it. <laughs> well also with Captain EO it was um they just they just wanted to work with Michael Jackson and at oh. first I think they were going to do well, and he wanted. to I mean, let's be, be honest.
2: A... If this was happening today, we just wouldn't do it because you know.
4: Yeah, but <laughs> well, no. If it were happening today, his ghost comes back. <laughs> like, listen, guys. I, I want
2: think to make he <laughs> Guys, just listen. Well, no, and also just the like PC about all his yeah. madness. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: But I, I think they pitched a few ideas to Michael Jackson. Of this was the one he chose. Of if course, I it more. was.
4: <laughs> I just really want to know what he just noped. Maybe an original
3: version of PhilharMagic was (laughs) Michael's PhilharMagic.
4: (laughs) 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 Donald!
1: (laughs) So that's Captain EO, but this is Star Tours we're talking
4: about. (laughs) Surprise, we're actually doing two hours in Captain EO.
1: (laughs) So around this time in the mid-80s, Disney was kind of at a lull. The, the, The entire company because their animated films weren't doing great you know you had the black cauldron and uh, uh,
3: oliver and company was that out yet
1: uh that was late 80s but Uh yeah that was in the lull Uh, great mouse detective Mm -hmm. Um,
4: these are all really great films and it breaks my heart that
1: but they're not on the level of like yeah A Little Mermaid or a Beanie of the Beast or anything like that. But, uh, and and the parks were sort of having trouble with attendance at that time as well, which is why the 80s were so great, because no one was there. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, so Michael Eisner brought uh, George Lucas in to get the teenage audience to bring, uh, to make Disneyland popular again.
4: So, don't quote me on this. But my understanding of the situation was that uh, Star Tours and I believe um, Splash Mountain were being let's say blue skied for the best, for lack of a better term right now, okay. uh, at the same time. And uh, Michael Eisner really was like, "We're gonna open these up next year, back to back. It'll be great." But when these I, when these two things were being pitched to him, I think they went into like a meeting. And from my understanding, um, he was not 100% sold on Star Tours. Uh, Like, he had made some sort of comment about bringing the movies into the the theme park, and people were like, that's not going to work. But he wasn't, like, 100% into it, something like that. And uh, basically, his son came in on this pitch, and he was like, I like it, and uh, we can pretty much thank his son yeah apparently for, apparently, <laughs> apparently everything was down.
1: run by his son uh, if his, if his kid liked it then they what? did it That's nuts wow yeah
4: and then it was uh, and then they had to set like reasonable expectations um as to when these things could open because mm. i think he thought that things could be built very quickly um, and put up as quickly, you know. We talk about it now, it'll be up by the It's summer. just a
3: motion simulator right, guys. Come <laughs> on, figure it out.
4: So, um but yeah, from my understanding, um a lot of things were were kind of bounced off of his son. Mm. Um and um and his son was the key demographic at the time. Um he was a kid.
3: And does Splash Mountain open in eighty seven as well? No, eighty nine. Oh, okay.
4: So I think they had to decide which one would but I mean either way logistically, like building a whole Like log flume roller coaster essentially was going to take way longer Mm -hmm. than this, but um, yeah.
1: Apparently the deal that George Lucas struck with Disney was similar to uh, the deal that he had with the Star Wars film itself where he uh, got a percentage of the merchandise fees, so apparently whatever people bought at the parks, that was Star Tours' theme. He would get a percentage of, and he.
2: I want to know who his accountant is.
1: <laughs> and he also got um, six million dollars for ILM to produce the film. Mm-hmm. So Disney used um, four military grade simulators, which cost five hundred thousand dollars each.
4: That seems like a steal. Yeah, I was about to say that is <laughs> two million
1: dollars for four of them.
4: Excellent investment. That sounds
3: like John Stamos probably bought one of those.
4: (laughs) Yeah. yeah.
1: (laughs) So when they got the simulators, they uh, couldn't get them through the door, obviously, of the building. So they put it through the roof and then they had to reseal the roof. And I think at one point they actually had to make the roof even higher than it was originally to accommodate the motion of the simulator.
4: So I feel like a lot of things that exist in the park go in but they can never come back out. Yeah. Like yeah. the glass and
3: Haunted Mansion the and Yeti. the Yeti. Yeah. Yeah.
1: That might be true.
3: <laughs> like, you know what, guys? No, we're good.
4: One and done, guys. One. And what done. it is, is
3: it's so hard to get in somebody's like, you know what? It's never coming out. That's it. This <laughs> was <laughs> such a pain. Never. Mm-hmm.
4: Um, it's just Joe Roddy, and he's just shaking his head, <laughs> and his earrings are shaking in anger. <laughs> Continue. So,
1: uh, George Lucas's company, Industrial Light and Magic, created the original video that we all know so well, with lots of great uh, miniatures and yes. special effects. I love that. So uh, good, yeah, it's so good. I wish it was still one of the options for today's. Ride. Me too. I
4: do as well. It was very effective. Yeah, Is one of the guys in there I don't know if we should talk about this now or later Is it George Lucas? Is George Lucas in that movie?
1: Uh, uh, not that I know of but
3: Somewhere he is I read that he, No, it's in the new one That he and John Lasseter are in the, There's some queue part where they're scanning the queue And mm-hmm. you can see George Lucas and John Lasseter in there But that's oh. in the new one
1: oh, okay. I did not know yeah. that So when they finished making the film and the simulators were put in and ready, there uh, was a programmer that sat inside the simulator with a joystick who would run his own simulator and program the ride. I wonder Um, if he ever
4: threw up. (laughs) Maybe
1: so. But apparently they had a really hard time programming it and syncing it. And it pushed back the release date. It was supposed to open in 1986. Mm. Um, But it. Opened January 9th, 1987. It took over a classic ride. Yes. Called Adventure Through Inner Space. Your
0: attention, please. This is the tracking procedure of an adventure through inner space.
1: I wish I saw that. It closed September 2nd, 1985, so there's a chance I could have gone on it when I was yeah, one, one and yep. a
4: half. I guarantee you I went on it. So awesome. I don't remember. <laughs>
1: Uh, but yeah, that I wrote was so many that's where you <laughs> <laughs> you shrink down and go inside of a snowflake, and yeah. it just sounds so. And it great. took up
3: that entire building as well, I all the love. way back to where you know the. Uh, I guess now it's like the AP Center sometimes, but it used to be the Starcade. It was all oh, of that. Yeah. Wow, all the shop, just everything was that attraction.
1: <laughs> now, yes, that, oh, yeah, <laughs> yes, yeah. now, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. It It was such a huge... But yeah, uh, according to Michael Eisner, and I guess others at uh, the Disney company, they felt Adventure Through Inner Space was a bit old and dated.
3: Long in the tooth, as they say.
1: But I love long teeth. And uh, so Star Tours opened January 9th, 1987.
0: Now, in a kingdom very, very near... Do hurry! The passengers are boarding. Prepare yourselves. On the aboard for the ultimate Disneyland thrill attraction from the imagination of Disney and George Lucas. Because now the adventure is real. Star Tours at Disneyland. In all the universe, there is no greater thrill. Now open at Disneyland.
1: What happened uh around that opening, David? So
3: about that opening, did you know do you remember how much uh admission was to the park on uh January 9th, nineteen eighty seven? Let me guess. Let's get guesses from all of you and we we'll, it'll be like the showcase In show 1987? The closest without, yeah, the closest without going over wins the showcase. Sixteen
1: dollars. Okay. Ooh. Um nineteen
4: eighty seven. Let me go with fifteen dollars.
2: I mean, I'm severely overestimating the cost of things then, I guess. I was going to go with like thir- I'm just going to go with it. Let's go with 37.
4: No way. <laughs> no. Because in the early 90s, it was 22. Mm. I remember when
1: Indiana Jones opened, it was 24. Jeez, yeah.
3: Wow. Uh, so, Robert wins the showcase. What it was, was it? It was 21.50 oh, geez. to get into the park uh. in 1987. That was a whopping 21.50. So, really it's from 87 to 94 that Indy opened. 95. 95. It only went up five bucks
1: yeah and it could have been a special though for indiana jones i don't know oh, but.
3: maybe um so the launch event was called an interplanetary launch and uh it went from 10 a.m on january 9th to 10 p.m on january 11th so it was a oh, wow. 60 hour event oh, wow. Sixty hours. which i'm well now that they're rolling out galaxy's edge sort of slowly and early-ish yeah i think it's going to take a lot of the looky lose out of it so i think it is not going to make it as crazy when it opens for some
1: reason that might be true uh but it will still have an opening ceremony but i i
3: thought this thing is going to be so insane they must be doing something like star tours did when yeah. it opened because it was just insane at the parks when star tours opened. yeah mm-hmm. um that they opened for 60 hours and the lines were just super long the entire time um And there was actually a soft opening in December of 86, but they technically got it up and running in 86. (laughs) But, yeah, uh, because it was so hard to sync up everything, they sort of uh, spent that month Mm. working out kinks and stuff like that. Um, But the 60-hour party saw the line winding all the way down Main Street to the entrance of the park. Can you imagine? That's oh, I'd be I mean, so mad. I guess Star Tours isn't that far from the front of the park, but I well, mean, and you know.
2: it also didn't did it have that like extra, extra room? room? It didn't I don't probably
3: know. have no. that. Yeah, I doubt that it. What had What was that. that extra room before? Because I'd never seen it before. Uh, the story continues. Yeah, opened in 2011 yeah. with the line winding all the way down Main Street. George Lucas himself was on hand to help cut the ribbon. And he didn't have scissors. I was
2: going to say, did the scissors work?
3: He didn't have (laughs) scissors. What did he have? What did he cut the ribbon with? A lightsaber. That's what he cut the ribbon with. But somebody
1: forgot to check the (laughs) saber. Thank you all for joining us. And we look forward to you being the first riders on the uh, official opening of our Star Tours ride. And with that, I would like to ask George if uh, we're ready to cut the ribbon. Are we ready, George? Yes, we are. How about you, three
0: CP3? Oh, yeah. yes, Master Michael. Thank you. <clears throat> All right, everyone. Prepare for the ribbon cutting. Artu, might I have the scissors, please? <coughs> no, Artu, you were meant to bring them. I remember distinctly. Oh, whatever shall we do now? How on earth are we ever going to cut the ribbon? Don't worry, she 3 me
1: So they did a whole show uh, where it was, uh, yeah, uh, Luke, Han, Leia fighting stormtroopers, and Darth Vader comes out. and
4: Everyone has mullets. And (laughs) Luke
1: Skywalker just gently pushes stormtroopers to kill them.
4: (laughs) It's very
3: awkward. And is it Mark Hamill? No. No.
1: Weird. I love how it's not the real voice in Mickey.
3: Yeah, that was weird. What was that about?
1: You know, I think... At at that time, the voice of Disneyland was Jack Wagner. He's the guy that says, remain seated, please. Permanente sentados, por favor. Yeah. Huh? And he, I, from what I gather, they would just tell him what the event was. And he would sometimes just kind of write and record his own stuff. And I think he would do, just do Mickey when no one was hmm. available. So that probably was him i
3: love that diy aspect of it where it's just Mm. like i just need this voice all right i'll do it real quick (laughs) and
4: now things and it probably didn't have to go through a
3: zillion people before didn't have to go through legal didn't have to go through i'm sure they just
4: played and they're like oh he said what
3: (laughs) 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 so yeah and then at the opening uh they asked michael eisner if the company had plans to bring star tours to walt disney world And he says, oh, we're considering whether or not we're going to bring it at uh, Magic Kingdom or at the studio tour in Florida. But at some point, I suspect it'll end up in Florida. And that's what that is.
1: A wonderful 60-hour event.
3: That's right. And I even saw on the Disney Park blog, a man named Stan says... As a 21-year-old annual pass holder at the time, I was there for about 40 of the 60 hours that Disneyland was continuously operating to celebrate the opening of Star Tours. Upon passing through the main entrance turnstiles that weekend, everyone was given a Black Star Tours inaugural flight January 1987 watch. I still have one of the two that I received oh that's
1: very nice that's great i wonder if he slept in the gutter or in uh yeah right <laughs> <the cinema>.
4: <laughs> <laughs> I'll watch. Um,
3: so that's all i information i have from the opening ceremony and i didn't w- watch the video the easiest thing i could have done <laughs> it's a
4: great video yeah, It's a great
1: video yeah, everyone we'll, should check it out yeah we'll put it in the show notes So, going back, talking about uh, Star Tours, the attraction itself, it cost $32 million to build. Oh. It is the first non-Disney attraction to be put into the park. Mm -hmm. What is the name of your vehicle? Do you remember? Star Speeder. 3,000. That's right. Star Speeder (laughs) 3,000. And um, so, obviously, you know, in the queue... uh, you see the Star Speeder three thousand, and you have the bars up there. I don't know what they're. I don't what
0: know they what called? they are.
4: Called, i do not know what they are called. I saw what they are, but I'm yeah, sure me we too, and I it. forgotten.
3: It's actually unknowable. We
1: can't uh, possibly no, know what nope, it is. No, nothing will ever tell you.
4: <laughs> and
1: C three PO and R two D two are in the queue speaking to each other, and apparently, rumor has it that those animatronics were original props from the original film. Oh, and this turned is, into animatronics.
4: And this is the only time you see a physical star speeder is when you're in this line. Correct. Yeah. And then when you go when you go to board, you see one also, but you're so focused on getting in that it um but I love that it's like this mural basically that you're walking yeah, through. Yeah, it's like a yeah. painted flat. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they don't even try. They didn't even put like a little bit I remember when I
3: noticed, I must have been like 17 or something and i was like wait a minute <laughs> it's pretty neat though it is it's a great effect i need to
4: remember to look up and look around a little bit yeah. more mm-hmm. um but i do like that we are on a platform mm-hmm. um going into it yeah. Uh, yeah yeah sorry i didn't mean to be like Let me tell you
1: what I um one of my favorite things about star tours is the droid room and i love the score they used to have in there That music was so good, and then, of course, you have the droids all around there, and they are from America Sings. That's right, uh, yes. uh, which many of the America Sings characters went into Splash Mountain. Uh, the droids in the Droid Room were geese, and now they are just de-skinned. So we
4: can and you can see, tell from their skinned, feet, I guess. Yeah,
3: yeah. If you look at their feet, they're all—they look like little webbed
4: feet. Yeah, yeah. Um, they don't. Before they used to have a lot of baskets that were moving yeah. above you. And yeah, those I were those.
3: the under seat compartments, right? That was what they were. Were
1: they?
4: I
3: never were thought they that. I just for some reason was I always just... thought that's what they were. I oh. thought it was the stuff you put under your seat.
1: No. Not, I just mm-hmm. thought they were just baskets moving along to help the droids build things. Yeah, oh. or like
4: um just getting shuttling, yeah. you know, getting parts and getting yeah. stuff.
1: I remember in the later years how dusty they always were.
4: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah, I always loved that.
4: In the queue, they would play little scenes from the movie um, as uh, places you could go to. Because I remember I was looking up and you would see Endor mm-hmm. and you would see the Ewoks yeah. dancing on Endor.
1: Yeah. Uh, basically, they would, you know, you're in a, a, a space terminal mm-hmm. and it would show you arrivals, departures and sort of give you a, a uh, travel guide video. Mm hmm. Showing you uh, possible destinations, yet we always end up trying to go to Endor for That's some That's right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, So, the captain of our little journey is RX-24, also known as Rex. Hi
2: there. I see they're loading our Navigator R2-D2, and then we'll be on our way.
1: And who is he voiced by? Paul Rubin.
4: Paul Reuben. Pee- Well, it's Herman. Not for
1: sale, Francis. <laughs>
4: no. Get
1: out of
3: my bike, Francis.
4: I remember <laughs> when I found out that it was him and I was like, What? Yeah. I was so impressed that he could possibly do that voice also. And yeah, it's Pee- exactly the same as <laughs> only the voices he does. He's
3: also the captain in another space film. Do you know what that is? No. Flight of the Navigator. Whoa! <laughs> this can't be happening.
0: I think I've gotten some stuff of your head
4: that nothing to do with this ship. you sound just like a
3: human one of my all-time favorite kids fantasy films
1: yeah so pb herman is the captain and you know on um, star wars rebels they uh had the star speeder oh. paul rubens reprised his role
4: that's what i heard yeah huh.
1: um originally rex was supposed to be a psychotic robot that is sort of kidnapping you and has oh gone gosh. crazy. I'm very really <laughs> glad they didn't stick it. Uh, hijacked your uh, aircraft. Yeah, but they just, they changed him just to an inexperienced robot to be more family friendly. It
4: is, and it's just so much more comforting and it's so likable, even yeah. though he's just like mucking it up, but you're just like, yes, let's drive,
1: <laughs> let's... I've always wanted to do that.
4: Go through this... It's <laughs> my uh, first flight and media. I'm still getting used to my programming.
3: <laughs> <Hey>! <laughs> oh my god. <laughs>
1: So originally, when uh, Star Tours was being created, ILM was going to make it a twenty-minute journey. Whoa. Can you imagine a twenty-minute Star Tours? Ride? I would have vomited <laughs> on everything.
4: Yeah, if there was
2: more like down, <laughs> yeah,
1: right, uh,
2: downtime.
1: Well, they w- probably would have had to get more simulators because the r- the line would be five hours long. Yeah, yeah gosh, uh, well, they decided after that that they were going to change it to three minutes, and then they thought, well, <laughs> people might be a little upset that it's a little bit too short, so they upped it to four minutes, and, uh, <laughs> I think it's a It makes bit.
4: a world of difference. Well, it really does. It's a perfect amount of time. It yeah, yeah, really yeah. is.
1: Um, simulators fit 40 people. Mm. No. Have you counted before? No. No. Uh, one of my favorite little facts about uh, Star Tours is the uh, <laughs> mighty microscope. That's right. Is in the film. The microscope, uh, when you would enter what became the Star Tours terminal, uh, uh, when it was Adventure Through through Space. there was a giant microscope. And you would see people in their omni-movers going into the microscope and you'd see them shrink down. Yeah.
3: And it was in the place where the star speeder is. Right. In
1: the queue. Yeah. So in the video, they... Uh, when the Star Speeder is leaving its um, initial station, uh, you could see it to to the right. Yeah, and it's
3: also when Star in, Tours is going the wrong way.
1: Yeah, yeah. And it's also in the uh, current version in, in one of the sequences. I don't remember well, which one. Well, it's
3: in the one that they don't go any they don't go to anymore, which is Coruscant.
1: Right. Well, now, well, right now, it's all Last Jedi. Yeah. Yeah, in the updated ones. We'll get there. So the original um, Star Tours ran until July 27th, 2010. Uh, they also opened one up in Tokyo, which opened in 1989. Hollywood Studios also opened in 1989. It was called the Disney MGM Studios at that time. And Disneyland Paris has one, which opened in 1992. Uh, the Disney World version has two extra simulators so it had a fifty percent more capacity than um, yeah. Disneyland's, making the line go a little faster.
4: I do like the exterior
1: with me the Endor
4: forest that you're going through. Yeah, but I don't it, think I've ever
3: ridden it in Florida. Though. Oh, really?
4: Oh, we have not.
1: I have, but I don't. We did not. Yeah, yeah, we did. Because remember, I there's a picture of me with the Yoda on my back. No, I thought we went on it. Well, we oh we might have
4: because we walked inside and I was like, it's
1: so blue in here. Yeah, uh. the, I mean, in, once you're inside, it's exactly the same. Uh-huh. Uh, but yeah it's neat they have, I think their uh, load area might be different They have a giant AT-AT
4: Okay wait a minute you say ATAT, I say at, at. And I, I, use, I believe that at, at is the correct pronunciation. I used to
1: say at, at, but everyone said it's ATAT. It's at, at. I'm sort
3: of with Robert. I think, I think at, at is an, a colloquialism. I think technically it's an ATAT. If
1: that's what I heard.
4: I like that you guys are trying to tell me that I'm wrong. However, <laughs> I did have a conversation very recently with someone about this, and then we Googled it, and at, at is the correct pronunciation. Mm.
1: So when. Um, Star Tours, the original version, closed in 2010. Hollywood Studios had a a closing ceremony. They had um, a last tour to Endor, and it was part of Star Wars Celebration. Mm. That Star Wars sort of... Festival. Yeah, it's like a week-long
4: convention type thing.
1: Uh, They had lots of people on hand. They had George Lucas. They had characters. They had the Jedi Training Academy open. They had Death Star Disco, Bespin Stage Dance Party. They At the Indiana Jones stage show, they had Raiders of the Lost Jedi Temple of Doom, a fan film of
4: Epic Proportions live show. Can I say that <laughs> the opening, the pre-show with the, uh, I'm going to say she's a stewardess, but um, who helps you out um, with that wonderful hair and that red blazer she, I believe, is she not at the opening of Star Tours? Was she? Well, I thought she was there. I don't remember, but yeah, They she's had great. Someone very similar. I've always wanted to dress up as her That'd for be Halloween great. <laughs> with her glorious side bun situation. Um, and I do enjoy what she was ultimately replaced with. Which isn't, but it's a droid. Yeah. It would be amazing if they still had a throwback to her in some capacity. Yeah. Like maybe one of the people in that video. Yeah.
1: I do like the older video better because now it just looks like a cartoon now.
4: It does. Yeah. It does. It, it
1: does. And, and but also, the voice is so good. The voice is good. But then also, um, like the Chewy costume, like, isn't as good as it was originally. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. But uh, so what else did they have? They had a hyperspace hoopla. Symphony in the Stars fireworks, and a Star Tour shutdown ceremony. In that ceremony, it had C 3PO, R2 D2, Boba Fett, Darth Vader, and what I'm sure is bumbling stormtroopers, you know. There's nothing I hate he more than bumbling stormtroopers. Why? I stormtroopers are fine with, but when you go to Disneyland and you see them bumbling going this way and then they just fall over each other and then uh, I
4: oh god. Well, doesn't I, Lucasfilm <laughs> also hate it too? They don't want them to be Is bumbling. That right? I thought the impression was now they don't want them to be so comical. What with the new movies? because they're supposed to be serious they're supposed to be and that's my problem and I mean the only reason they're so bumbling in the first place other than they cannot shoot at all yeah. um, it's because the actors couldn't see They was the first time doing this right
1: <laughs> with that closing ceremony R2D2 was supposed to be the one to shut down the attraction but Poe Fett came in and destroyed the ride's power supply using a thermal detonator <gasps> oh no <laughs> So in two thousand in two thousand eleven, Star Tours reopened as Star Tours. The adventures continue. Notice I said adventures continue, not adventure continues, because now there is more than one
4: adventure, right? Uh, yes, and I will say that while I really do love, my heart will always belong to the original. This was a real good upgrade. Yeah, it's yeah. not. It's not bad. It, it would be better if they just
1: included the uh, original, the sequence. original one in there as, as an, an option. option yeah.
4: So in 2011,
1: it opened at Disneyland and Walt Disney World. 2013, Tokyo got the uh, updated Star Tours and Paris got it in 2017. So originally, when the new Star Tours opened, it was supposed to take place between Revenge of the Sith and A New Hope. So we actually went back in time
4: mm-hmm. as to
1: what the original Star Tours was because the original Star Tours is supposed to be after Return of the Jedi. So is if,
4: it's supposed to be went Revenge of the Sith. It's supposed to be between the
1: prequels and the original movies. Basically,
3: where Rogue One lands.
1: Gotcha. Okay. Uh, where originally it was after the whole Star Wars story,
3: even though we go e- to the first Death Star. But, okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And There's then always- we also
4: go, don't we? Well, I mean, I guess pot racing. you can pot race at any point. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Uh,
1: They said, you know, they placed this new Star Tours um, in between the prequels and the original movie, and they wanted to go to Hoth, and they decided to cancel the Hoth option because uh, that... um, happens in, in Empire Strikes Back uh. so uh, they were just going to do something where you go to Hoth and instead of seeing that famous battle you would just run into tauntauns and wampas and things like yeah. that mm-hmm. well George Lucas really wanted the battle in there so they put it back and he said well uh, <laughs> he said <laughs> <laughs> um, But George Lucas decided uh, uh, he wanted to keep it in there. And he says, well, there could have been a a, a battle that happened in the past. It doesn't have to be the same battle. So one of the biggest changes to uh, the new Star Tours is it's now in 3D, which wearing glasses isn't the best thing. But sometimes the 3D works really well. Yeah. Um,
4: It was very effective with one of the endings.
1: Yeah. What you go to Naboo? Gungans. Yeah. Yes, Yes.
4: That was my
0: favorite. Yeah. Yeah,
1: that's my favorite one, too. Look
0: out, Toto! We nearly hit that, poor Duncan.
1: So that lady uh, who you were talking about who uh, gave us the safety spiel and all that is replaced by a spokes droid. Mm, oh. Do you know what her name is? No. Ali Sansan. That's right. Played by Alice
4: Janney. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. I knew it was Allison Downey. One final reminder
0: smoking and photography are never permitted on any Star Tours flight. That's
1: great. Uh, yeah, she does a great job. Uh, our pilot is uh, named Ace. Okay. But then, you know, things happen and uh, C3PO comes on board and they start the ride with C3PO as our makeshift pilot.
4: Um, is there a reason why they decided not to keep Rex?
3: Well, this is now the Star Speeder 1000 mm-hmm. since it takes place before. Oh. And Rex is in beta testing, and hes that's why he's not quite working in the queue.
4: Gotcha.
3: He's still being, the kinks are still being worked out. Oh.
1: Yeah, so there is a cameo of uh, Rex in there and every once in a while you'll hear Paul Rubin's uh, voice come out of him. hmm And, uh, yeah, so in 2015, uh, the ride was changed to incorporate uh, Force Awakens and then The Last Jedi was added in 2017, which is what it is right now, currently. Um my question though is so did they just throw the whole timeline thing out the window that it's supposed to be between right yeah because yes. we're
3: in the star speeder oh, 1000 me. we should maybe be in the 5000 or something yeah so yeah.
1: I guess it just doesn't even matter anymore yeah. time is a
4: construct
1: um, <laughs> time is a flat circle <laughs> <laughs> One of my favorite things that they added was uh, the droid that is now looking through this, the luggage and yes. the scanner, and there's so many different references in there. At one point, he finds Madame Leota. Yeah. That, yeah. yeah, yeah. That hasn't
3: been working the last few times that we went in there. Yeah, it wasn't working The, the projections last time. weren't working.
4: I didn't look down, because there's two droids in that area, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I don't look down for some reason, yeah. especially if we're not on that side, which I don't think we were on that side when yeah. we went on it the last time. I believe time. that's no. all
3: usually the fast pass side. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
4: yeah.
1: Yeah, and uh the second droid is voiced by Patrick Warburton. How
4: are you? You
2: look familiar to me. Have I scanned you somewhere before?
1: Mm-hmm. So Disney staple. He is uh he's our our uh what is it? Our pilot Patrick in Soren over California. He or is. now Soren. Soren. So when it was redone the opening uh it it, it was cut into different sections, the attraction, so you could have different places you could go on multiple different uh, ride experiences. You would never experience the same ride twice. It would always start with an opening of either Darth Vader or a droid looking for a rebel spy, which is one of us in the car. I happened to be the rebel spy recently, which is very Uh exciting. Um, Now it is um, either... Uh, Kylo Ren or a droid do you remember the little hidden thing that's
4: behind the droid and- isn't it that Han Solo yeah Han Solo
1: runs up yeah you could see Han Solo uh, uh, take running off up. the
4: Millennium Falcon
1: yeah and I have never seen the newest droid one but now it's Rey running into the Millennium Falcon
2: oh mm
1: uh which i have to keep an eye out for yeah i don't
2: think we've seen that the last couple no
3: times. i feel like it's always kylo ren when we mm-hmm. do it yeah. yeah it's
2: always well but
1: always... when we went recently that was my first time going on it since yeah. last jedi came mm-hmm. out yeah so originally uh with the new uh 2011 version of star tours you could visit either uh hoth tatooine Kashyyyk, coruscant naboo my favorite or the Death Star. And in between visiting those places, you would always have a sort of intermission where a hologram would, would uh, uh, give you their transmission. And it would either be General Akbar, Princess Leia, or Yoda. The Princess Leia one I found to be so neat because apparently... I think it was unused footage, maybe digitally, digitally manipulated to make her say the things that... It was just really neat to see. Yeah, it was really good. Princess Leia back like that. The uh, current version uh, will either have a transmission from Poe Maz Was it Maz Kanata? Yeah. Or BB-8. Boop and, 8 And uh, now you also visit Jakku and Krait. Why does everybody want to go back to Jakku? But oh. and then you uh, don't you end up uh, where? the new star wars land is right black Spire yeah. post mm-hmm. yeah uh galaxy's edge black Spire then, post i guess black i always Spire forget post. that that's the name Isn't it, yeah. is it and black then c3po post. says i have a
3: feeling this is just the beginning or something yeah, like
1: that. So that that is a little hint as to what's to come with Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. What do we know about Galaxy's Edge?
4: Oh, what don't we know? How spoilery do you guys want me to get with this? Mm. Tell us a few things,
1: you know, yeah. to start.
4: Um well I know well, okay, so we all know that it won't completely open uh, when you when you get there. Um when it first opens. Uh it first opens May thirty first. Uh but you I believe the Millennium Falcon Ride will be open. Yep. Um,
1: Smugglers Run.
4: It's called Star Wars
1: Millennium Falcon Smugglers Run.
4: <laughs> yes. Um, there will be, I believe, two areas to get food. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a lot of food that is very thematic.
1: I never to... thought anything in Star Wars to be appetizing.
4: No, but it's very interesting what they have been doing to emulate the food that that is shown there's just like really almost no food really shown in star wars mm-hmm. um but they'll have like blue milk which will be um plant-based so a lot of people will be able to have that
1: sounds gross
4: um the <laughs> area itself um uh, from my understanding the millennium falcon you will not be able to see immediately um and its presence will be ginormous um, there will be uh, the cantina which will be the only area where you can get anything to drink that is alcoholic and you have to be in that cantina you cannot leave that cantina Oh,
1: um, I did not know that
4: the actual um, gift shops there will be very immersive at one point um, you can barter with barter and I'm going to say that very loosely with a gentleman over food, but you have a translator so you don't ever know exactly, you know. So you can... It all sounds
1: way too interactive for me. I don't want to have to do I mean, if you, stuff. To if <laughs> you want
4: to, you don't have to. Uh Rex will be a DJ at the Cantina. Can't wait for that. I will tell you guys, there's something that I heard that will be amazing regarding Rex. So um, they are going to be selling little droids you can buy from my understanding a little droid rex that is a bluetooth speaker and you can have the option of him talking over the music and putting his little rexy commentary that's amazing oh that's great i thought
1: you were gonna say he's gonna be uh Directing you as you drive. <laughs>
4: um, so a few weeks ago, there was a media preview, which everyone is speculating yeah, what it might was be that about? the only media preview. Um, it was hard hat, and they got to walk onto the Millennium Falcon. Um, okay. Not actually ride it, though. Um,
3: Did they take pictures, or they weren't allowed? No, to?
4: they were not allowed to take any pictures while they were in there. Hmm. They so
1: they actually got to go in the Millennium Falcon. They
4: got to go in the Millennium Falcon.
1: Do you think any of them said Chewie?
4: So it was, um, apparently it's so impressive just to sit there, um, push all of the buttons. Mm-hmm. They didn't write anything. They just got to sit in there. And, um, from my understanding, it will feel like you are the only people going in and out of this area. That's so sick. Um, so... The person that um, that I heard most of this stuff from is a uh, reporter called, um, named Carly Wiesel, and she mm-hmm. writes for Eater and Travel and Leisure. So I highly recommend checking her out. She was very animated about it. They also went into part of...
3: Rise of the Resistance? Yes, thank you. I pulled that out of thin air. <laughs>
4: <laughs> Apparently, the limited parts that she was in were insane to be in um it is so expansive and apparently the entire experience i'm not gonna say the ride i will say the experience is over 20 minutes long
3: that's right yeah i love the idea
4: um there are there is a room that she was very confused at being in because it was so large
3: like how could they build a room this yes big? interesting i wonder if it's some sort of forced perspective that makes it appear larger. i
4: possibly things? i'm sure but she said it was actually physically just so large hmm. um and they will have a mixture of animatronics and static figures Sick. in this room that are stormtrooper based um and hopefully
1: not bumbling
4: uh so uh she said uh, yeah that it was just so impressive and they did that one commercial for the super bowl that was shot in the queue for this attraction and that was so impressive Mm. on its own yeah the the millennium falcon one was it was cool like it's whatever but it's just the cockpit that's all they can show you right this one though actually showed you that space that you would be occupying. Yeah. So apparently super um impressive there will be a lot of newer technology that we've seen used but super improved on. Yeah. in in that right. So apparently it looks bonkers just from what they saw at this media preview. For the first like month you have to get reservations in order to yeah. go in. Um I'm Into not too sure land. yeah to the land there will be no fast passes Um, I think most
2: things are initial. Yeah. All of this stuff is initial.
4: So yeah, apparently it is very large. It is very, very immersive. Um, The Millennium Falcon is wonderfully hidden. Um, The food apparently is very delicious and does cater to different types of culinary preferences.
1: I think you'll be able to hear the Mark Twain in there. Hmm.
3: I think the walls are probably high enough. And you're so close that it would be going over you.
4: But either way, I mean, you are at this Black Spire yeah. post or whatever, but you're still in Disneyland, so yeah. it would make sense to still be able With to. With the Millennium hear those Falcon things.
3: being hidden, it makes me think that because the entrances come from Critter Country and uh, the two entrances on the Frontierland side, that maybe it's actually like inset near the rivers of America. So really you're walking into the land and oh, it's actually behind you. I How could it be hidden in the land? That's it's so weird not like,
4: I'm not saying like it's hidden, but it's not like when you walk in, you it's have to full, go around point. a corner I see, I see in order it. to see it Got kind it. of mm-hmm. a thing. Like you have to be in the land yeah. in order to see it.
3: And then the other thing I was thinking was, uh, oh, not thinking, I had heard is uh, that part of the 20 minute experience for Rise of the... resistance is that you are pitched this this could be very spoilery you are pitched that you're going on an adventure one adventure that fails Mm -hmm. and then you end up going on a different adventure and that's part of you're you're basically set up for one experience Mm -hmm. and i believe during that experience the room moves Mm -hmm. and then that's this could be very spoiler. This could be wrong, but I believe the room moves during this failure, and then you go on to the next thing, which it is helps accommodate move people through the experience.
4: Mm, interesting, so, yeah. yeah.
3: When I was a kid, what this is starting to remind me of is in Vegas they used to have a Star uh, Star Trek experience mm-hmm. that you. It was the coolest thing I'd ever seen. You literally get beamed up, in that you stand on the 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 platform to get beamed up a bunch of steam happens, and then when the steam clears, you're in a completely different room, that's so and funny. everybody stays in character that leads you from place to place, and at one point, it was me, my sister, and my brother-in-law. The Something had happened, and we got separated from the group, and everybody who, like, helped us wait for the next group to come so we would be with them, stayed in character as if they were on the Enterprise. It was so awesome, and that's what, like, We've talked about that for 20 years. That was 20 years ago we did that. We talked about how amazing that experience was. And I'm hoping this is something like that. Some, where yeah. people are leading you through these things that you do. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, that was all I
4: I'm remember. wondering. Um, trying to think if I can think of anything else that I remember hearing about.
3: So two e-tickets, essentially. Yes. And two eateries.
4: Mm-hmm. Oh, so I know that everyone's really worried about like being on the Millennium Falcon and then that whatever your choices are are going to follow you for the rest of eternity. And that's right. Um, so apparently you, you will not be singled out. It will mm. be how your group performance is. Mm. Mm. Um, I don't remember if you're able to opt out of that because I would be like, no, I don't no, need thanks. to be. I don't want to be harassed. Thank you.
1: <laughs> well, when you go on it, do I have to press the buttons?
4: I think it'll be, I don't see why it wouldn't be like that mission, mission to Mars. Mars. Yeah. yeah. Where mission if you spikes. don't do it, whatever. Well, it'll take over.
2: If it does, if it did do that, then it wouldn't really determine. But that could also just be like a marketing ploy type thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, is neither here nor there, but it does play into what's happening in um, that land. Um, I guess because they're anticipating such long lines specifically mm-hmm. for um i guess smugglers run um they're designating basically like a bathroom pass
4: yeah they have for that for flight of
2: passage yeah do they still have it
3: i don't know well, so okay. how does that work is there details you, on how it works
2: mm-hmm, you basically just find a disney employee to receive a lanyard with uh the q reentry pass attached passes are good for individual riders or parents with children who can't endure the weight and don't want to uh, lose their spot in line
1: you go exactly where you were? No. Yeah, so you it, yeah. you
2: basically, and we sort of did do this for something when we were in Walt Disney World and it was in that avatar. Anyway, you you don't return, oh, yeah. uh, you you don't like gate your same space in line, but you go through the fast pass line and you basically get put into a holding area and, and meet up like with the rest of your party. Um, which, so it's kind of just like, it's not really saving your exact place, but Mm -hmm. you do avoid like losing your complete space in line. Mm. Um, and then apparently they do have like a contingency plan is the best way I know how to put it. Basically to keep people in line, entertained, fed and hydrated. So, um, they'll be like at what they call atmosphere talent. (laughs) Um, they'll have like that play Disney app. So things to kind of keep you, um entertain that way and then like vending machines with food i shouldn't say vending machines vending options like vending so shorts. parts <laughs> yeah whatever
4: yeah. the case is um um the play app is supposed to interact pretty heavily in that entire area cool from uh, my understanding i would
2: assume i mean based off of what it seems like everyone's hearing Yeah, it. It's very interactive.
4: Yeah. So I'm interested to see what that does and uh, how well the Wi-Fi will be set up in the area. Because if you are expecting people to actually spend their hard-earned internet minutes on this, <laughs> uh, that's asking a lot. But um, I'm wondering. I'm sure they'll beef up that internet, especially for to contain so many people in that area. Still...
2: Because I think my biggest curiosity or, if you will, peeve of this whole thing is what's going to happen with Star Tours and... Um,
4: I believe they're keeping Star Tours as far as we know.
2: But there, and there, obviously, yeah. right, in Tomorrowland. To and then um, the... Launch Bay. Yeah, then I don't know. I
4: hope launch I would assume that's
2: gonna go. I hope
4: so. Carousel
3: progress two thousand.
4: (laughs) Two thousand. It's a great, big, beautiful today.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, I. I I would say
1: I wouldn't mind Star Tours just leaving. But because there is a Iron Man ride that's open, that oh, is basically that's basically right. the same yeah. thing as Star Tours in Hong Kong, I think. Like, mm-hmm. if they were to put Iron Man in there instead, I would be even more obsessed. Well,
3: it'd probably be like a Stark Industries thing that's showing the future tech of tomorrow or something.
4: I will say, uh, with the exception of Space Mountain, there's nothing that is tomorrow-themed.
3: And even Space Mountain isn't really tomorrow-themed, yeah. you're just in
4: space and well, I mean, we for
2: the most part don't go to space on a daily basis. Oh, you basis, don't. So <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Apparently, David does. <laughs> <laughs> Get on but they level. have
1: uh, they have intergalactic burgers and, and, and submarines.
4: <laughs> <laughs> there is a
1: stage that rises up with a band underneath it. That's that's the future.
4: Don't speak ill of the Tomorrowlanders. <laughs> <laughs> it is one of my favorite things in the world. Um, I wouldn't mind if. I think Tomorrowland just needs some loving. It really does. It needs yeah. to go back to how it
1: was in 1967,
4: <laughs> which
2: was so is so like futuristic. It was, you know though. what? It was, but if you did it now, it
4: still would be more futuristic. It would than what be, it is I guess. Put <laughs> buttons well. everywhere. Put a bunch of lights everywhere. Bring out some weird people in some spacesuits. Um, just do it embrace I, just, it.
2: I think the launch bay can absolutely go in. It makes sense. But I just don't...
4: I don't know what they would put in there because it's not interventions anymore. Yeah. Um, I mean, they'd have to get some, like, SpaceX sponsor or something like that. But I mean, yeah, I think they'll good. do something else but I
2: just don't understand the Star Wars. Like, what's... Star Tours, rather. And well, But the, the tie in... To it not being with the rest of the Star Wars. Stuff. Yeah, what
3: they got to do yeah. is dig a tunnel and make the execute get you out.
2: No. Over.
1: <sighs> I mean, again, making it, get it. To it get into the uh, Tron coaster.
2: It's not realistic to just move it, but I also don't know that I want it gone. I just want to yeah. know like what the thought, because again, these are the things that I appreciate about the way things were. Like they they should make sense. They should bring back the mighty microscope. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs>
3: That'd be cool. Um, An updated version of the attraction.
4: Yeah. So far that I've heard, Nobody they do not right. plan to get rid of the Star Tours.
2: I think I'd want it moved. I, let me, I mean, not that that matters. <laughs> in my mind, Like, I'm not like, oh, let's just get rid of it. But it's probably very unrealistic to be like, oh, let's just move this thing over here. Well, yeah. now
1: we know they can't. The simulators are stuck in there. Yeah, That's right.
2: they're not going to take the roof <laughs> off of that thing. Sure. Well.
3: Yeah, they hmm. could. I guess they could lift it out on the harbor side like go through the (laughs) gate lift it out and then drive it around (laughs) to the other side
2: and i mean i guess it's not the worst thing in the world if it stays i just don't feel like it
1: yeah it makes sense anymore Yeah. yeah so that is our special star wars episode featuring star tours and what's to come at star wars galaxy's edge
4: and that's just like scratching the surface of it. Yeah. This does seem very exciting. Um, it seems like they put a lot of time and effort into the details of this um, addition to the park. Oh, and the um, the chef from Amaretts, which is one of my favorite places in downtown Disney or um, in Disney Springs. I really want them to bring Amaretts to California because it's just so good. And it's a higher-end dessert shop in um, Disney Springs. The chef there worked on some of the garnishes and some of the food um, that'll be here. Cool. Um, And dessert-wise and in stuff Galaxy's like that. In Galaxy's Edge? Yeah. Cool. Think they'll, cool. think so they'll have a
1: whoopie pie called a wookie pie?
4: <laughs> Possibly.
3: <laughs> I'm interested to see how it ends up going with Disneyland goers versus a new breed of park goer yeah me too um also admiral akbar is a member of the mon calamari
4: race that's See, right. like stuff that doesn't <laughs> matter to me just mon- okay calamari <laughs> <laughs> look man, i don't make the
0: rules Calamari.
4: bless
3: What are you looking most forward to with Star Wars: Galaxy's Edge? Let us know in the comments below.
2: Oh, I thought you were literally asking. Us. I thought you were
1: asking Robert, <laughs> and Robert's just like nothing. I'm excited to hear the uh, the the different voiceover performances. I want to hear off at the distance. Omg, base window
4: what?
1: uh anthea
3: where can we find you on the internet
4: um you can find me at magically delicious on the instagrams the
3: facebooks and the twitters and Susie, where can we find you on the internet
4: a little sprinkle of
2: disney on instagram
3: and you can find us at remain seated pulse on twitter and remain seated please on instagram and facebook and you should also rate review and subscribe on itunes and or whatever podcast player you listen to Just like listener Meow Meow Fitz Fitz, who says, Nostalgic fun Disneyland. The crew at Remain Seated Please do an excellent job at making me want to desperately, painfully go to Disneyland, like right now. These guys are so filled with so much fascinating Disney history that you'll find yourself going, ah, creating your own perfect slapstick humor sound (laughs) effects, all Abbott and Costello style. The recorded sound effects come in at just the right hilarious moment, making you think you're listening to a classic 1930s radio broadcast. Thanks, guys, for making me laugh and smile and smell fresh churros in the air, alone in my studio apartment. It's the next best thing to an unaffordable Disneyland ticket. And on that note, I'm David.
1: <laughs> I'm Robert. Oh, I'm Jane.
4: I'm in there. <yeah.
2: laughs> I'm Susie.
4: Bye. Bye. Yeah.
2: Now, bye. Oh, bye.
0: There. That wasn't so bad. Was it? I'll see you all a little later. You may not survive to pass this way again. Time to be moving
2: along. Hurry back.
0: And barrel around to see us again. Hit it, Otto. My name is... No, you see, 3PO, rapping about space, the new place to go. You can eat all you want and you won't gain a pound because there isn't any weight here like back on the ground. We travel very fast near the speed of light. You can leave in the morning and get home last night. His name is r but you'll never hear him rap. His inventor forgot to give him lips that flap. He'll reach you all and turn on his charms. He'd give you a hug if he had some arms. There's no gravity when you're out in space. It doesn't pull you down or hold you in place. You can run real fast, your feet will fly. You'll be so light, you can jump sky high. New worlds open up when you're out that far, and all you've got to do is wish upon a star. <laughs>
1: I wonder if they're going to have an action figure of Yoda then I could really have oh a toy Yoda. This
4: joke. <laughs> <laughs>